You're listening to episode number 27 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. Today, it's me solo again with you talking about the different shades of divorce. Let's go. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoy, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now your host, Jason Lavoy. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me uh, for another episode of the Divorce Resource Guide podcast. So today, instead of having a guest, I've been um, a few episodes ago, I made a point to say that, you know, I love having guests on. I think they're great. I think it's uh, more informative and entertaining for you, the listener. But I also started this podcast to really reach you and talk about some important topics uh, in divorce from my point of view as an attorney uh, and to write, give you some tips you know, to help from a coaching perspective. That's how this all started. So I made it a point to say I'm going to do more solo episodes where I do that sort of thing. And so here we go again. Uh, I'm doing it solo, just me and you today. And I want to talk to you about the different shades of divorce because divorce is not black and white. There are grays, uh, and there are different types of divorces, and they range, you know, and the, the, the types differ. Let me just put it that way. Um, no two divorces are alike. Um, I kind of analogize it to snowflakes, right? You probably heard uh, snowflakes. There are no two snowflakes alike. Somebody told me that when I was a little child, and I think it's true. Nobody has disproved that to me yet. Um, and there's a lot of snowflakes out there, right? So how could it possibly be that in the history of snowflakes, you haven't had two that are exactly alike? But it's possible, just like people's voices. You've heard that too. There's no two people on this planet whose voices are exactly alike. So if you uh, hold that as true, then divorce is the same. No matter how similar uh, you think two divorces are or two parties or people who have the same jobs. No two divorces are alike because it's so fact sensitive. Everybody's situation is different in some way. So I always tell people, don't listen to friends and family giving you advice on what you should be doing or receiving, whether it's assets, support, alimony, what have you. Don't listen to your friends and family saying, well, in my divorce or in, you know, you know, so-and-so's divorce, they got the house or they got, you know, permanent alimony, whatever it is, your divorce is different. You have to treat it as different. So take it with a grain of salt. Okay. Enough of that. I just want you to focus on you. Okay. It's good to have support. You have to have the right divorce team around you. I talk about that in a previous episode of the podcast. I call it the trifecta of awesomeness. Check it out. I think I want to say it's episode 13, but don't quote me on that. Just go to my website, jasonlavoy.com forward slash podcast, and you will see all the episodes right there. But your divorce is your divorce and nobody nobody else's. There's more than one way to get divorced, right? You've probably heard uh, of these various methods in the past, but you may not be super familiar with them. And more importantly, uh, you may have some misguided information about actually how it works. So let's run down what these different variations are. We have litigation. Uh, for those who are not aware of litigation, it's just a legal term that means going to court. 
You are dealing with whatever issue you're trying to resolve through the court system. You're litigating. Uh, in other words, you don't agree, you can't resolve it another way, and so you're fighting about it, and you want the judge to decide. So whenever you hear an attorney referred to as a litigator, that is somebody who goes to court often, uh, perhaps enjoys going to court uh, and, and fighting about whatever it is the issue is, filing motions, uh, and not doing things outside of the court system, whether it's uh, amicably mediation or some other form of negotiation. So that's a litigator, okay? And that's litigation, going to court. Uh, another way to get divorced is mediation. Now, this is a term that you've probably heard about, uh, but you might not have all the right information about how the process works. So we can go into that a little bit. Mediation right now, and I'll do a whole episode just on mediation in the future, but mediation right now is where you have a neutral third-party person they're called the mediator. Uh, they are oftentimes an attorney, but they don't have to be. Anybody could be a mediator if they have the proper training. Uh, it just so happens that there are a lot of attorneys who are mediators, and they can be effective uh, because they can help help you come together on issues and give you a different perspective from an attorney's point of view, especially if they have a lot of experience in divorce law, which I would suggest your mediator has. So, but their job as the mediator is not to take sides, okay? Uh, they are considered a neutral person. Now, you both agree on this person to be the mediator before you even start the process. Uh, and But when the process has begun and you go to the mediation uh, session itself, this mediator, this neutral person is there to facilitate and try to help both sides come together and agree to resolve the issues. Um, again, they're not a judge. It's non-binding, meaning uh, you don't have to agree, and if you don't agree, you can walk away, uh, and then you continue on litigating, right? But mediation is a good process if you do it in good faith, uh, and it takes two, like anything else in life, it takes two to work. But if you have a good mediator, uh, and if, our, if your attorneys, if you have attorneys, if they're involved in the process, uh, and they're good, then, you know, the process works very well, and I am a big proponent of mediation in most situations. Another way to get divorced uh, is a newer way, meaning in the last 10 or so years it's become uh, up and coming and, and more prevalent. It's called collaborative divorce. And basically right now collaborative divorce is a way to get divorced outside of the court system where you have you actually sign an agreement uh, all, both parties sign an agreement with their attorneys. Each side has an attorney. And these attorneys are trained specifically in collaborative divorce. They have to go through a certain training because this is a certain technique to use to get divorced. Um, but you sign an agreement that you agree to resolve all your issues, including custody, outside of the court system. And you will not go to court. You will not file a motion in court while you are engaged in this collaborative process. So you have specially trained attorneys on both sides. Then you each can have other people on your team, uh, and if you need other experts to help you resolve these issues, like a forensic accountant or a child custody evaluator, what have you, it doesn't matter, you both agree to use outside experts when necessary, and you meet together, meaning the attorneys and the parties, you do things in agreement together, all outside the court system, hopefully in a way 
to resolve the issues. So the focus is on working it out. The focus is not on filing and not engaging the courts. In fact, if for some reason the collaborative process does not work, and sometimes it doesn't work, but the consequence of that is then that you have to now fire your attorneys because they agree uh, that they are only representing representing you in the collaborative divorce process. So if it doesn't work and you want to go to court uh, and kind of really start from the beginning with the court system, because that's what happens, they will start you from the beginning again, you have to get new attorneys and literally start from the beginning. So it's a an expensive proposition to quit the collaborative process, for lack of a better word. Uh, and it really drives home the point where the parties should be doing everything in their power to try to work it out. Because if you don't, you really have to start from the beginning, get new attorneys, and it's nobody wants to do that, right? So the collaborative process can be a good way to get divorced too. Now, a third way, or that's the third way actually, you got litigation, mediation, collaborative divorce. The fourth option to get divorced, which isn't uh, the most common way, but it is an option, and sometimes it, it, it works, is arbitration. Now, arbitration is similar to mediation in the sense that you have usually one person uh, serving as an arbitrator. Uh, I suppose you can have a panel of three arbitrators, but then again, you're paying for three people versus one. Most people don't want to do that and don't have the resources to do that. So you have one person, the arbitrator, like the mediator, except the difference between an arbitrator and a mediator is that the arbitrator will make a decision on the issues like a judge would, and it's binding. Okay, so why would you do that versus go to court and just have the judge decide? Well, it's often quicker to go through arbitration uh, than go through the court system uh, because the arbitrator doesn't have, you know, hundreds of cases that they have to hear like the courts do, uh, or thousands even. So it's a quicker uh, process and and can be cheaper too. You have to pay the arbitrator, but if the arbitrator has to listen to, you know, one day of testimony and read some documents, that's not as bad uh, as, you know, going months and months and months with the courts. So like I said, that is a less common way to get divorced because it is binding, whatever the arbitrator decides, and both parties would agree on the arbitrator, um, but it's like a judge. So whatever they decide, it is it. Um, so those are the four main ways to get divorced, right? The different shades of divorce. Now, what was good for one divorce, again, remember what I said at the beginning, it's not good for every divorce. So just because your friend or your family member got divorced and mediation worked, it may not work for you. Just because they went through the collaborative divorce process, it may not work for you. Uh, I highly suggest looking into an alternate form of getting divorced, such as mediation and collaborative divorce, rather than litigating it through the courts, because I always tell people litigating and going through the courts, having a judge decide your life in a divorce trial should be the last resort, okay? The last option available to you if nothing else works. Uh, but 90, I would say 98% of the time, and I'm just kind of coming up with that number because most of them, most divorce cases could and should settle prior to a divorce trial, okay? I would say 98% of them probably should. That doesn't mean they do, but they should. So one question you need to ask yourself, what kind of divorce are you in the middle of? Is it amicable? 
or is it contested? Now, a lot of you listening are in contested situations, and that just means you don't agree, and you're fighting about certain issues. Maybe not all the issues, but certain issues. An amicable divorce, and this has happened, uh, is where two sides kind of come together from the beginning and work together. They agree that the marriage failed, they're getting divorced, they're both really okay with that, and working together just to get it done as cheaply and quickly as possible. So they agree on the division of assets, on support, custody, parenting time, everything. And it's just a matter of formalizing the settlement agreement, writing it up, signing it, getting going to court, and getting it uh, rubber stamped by the judge, and voila, you're done. Okay, now those are the smaller percentage of divorce cases out there. The rest are considered contested divorces, which means there are some issues that the parties don't agree on and they have to be resolved one way or another. So are attorneys involved? You know, if your case uh, involves attorneys, then that can be good and frankly, that can be bad. Uh, you need the right attorney. Both sides need the right attorneys because if you have the wrong ones, and I've said this in previous episodes, they can be part of the problem instead of part of the solution. And as an attorney, I can tell you that, okay? Uh, again, don't compare your divorce to somebody else's. So your divorce, uh, you may need an attorney. Somebody else's may not. You can't compare. Uh, just somebody else may be able to represent themselves better than you may be able to represent yourself, right? Different people, different talents, different competencies. You just can't compare, okay? At the end of the day, whether you have a contested divorce or an amicable divorce, it's really not your choice, unfortunately, right? Let's say, for example, you want an amicable divorce. And why wouldn't you, right? It's cheaper and quicker. But you are dealing with somebody who doesn't feel the same way. Perhaps a narcissist, right? A lot of, a lot of you guys out there are dealing with narcissists or who you claim to be a narcissist. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what their actual label is. Uh, you have to deal with them anyway. So if your spouse or soon-to-be ex wants to fight things out, wants to make things difficult, uh, and doesn't see the benefit of getting a quick and cheap divorce, then you are going to be in for a long fight. And there's really not much you can do about it. And I hate, tell I hate saying that to people, uh, but it's the truth. Because remember, in order to settle anything in life or negotiate, both parties have to agree on it, right? So even if you agree and are frankly just practically giving in on every issue, uh, the other side still has to agree to that. And if they don't, for whatever the reason, then you're in a tough spot. And they can, you know, if one party wants to litigate and drag it out through the court system, there's really nothing you can do about that. You have to go through the motions and it stinks. Uh, but uh, the trick is somehow convincing them that that's not in their best interest to do it, you know. Uh, and that can take time, uh, and sometimes that doesn't even work. So, but you got to try. My point is, what kind of divorce are you in for, and can it change, right? One way to change somebody's mind and approach if they want to litigate everything is to uh, present it in a common-sense way when you're arguing with them or, or through the attorneys and why it's better for them to have a amicable divorce and get it over with sooner than later. Because divorces, absent custody issues, 
are about one thing, and that's money, all right? Assets are money. Um, financial support, money, alimony, money. Um, that's what it's about, and money is what makes people talk. And most of the time, the driving factor uh, for somebody who wants to drag it out in the court system is because they're so angry for whatever reason um, that they want to hurt you or hurt the other person. And the, and the way they feel, to, the best way they feel to do that oftentimes is by, you know, spending all the money, spending all the assets. So you're left with nothing, right? I've heard that so many times from spouses is that, you know, their intent is to use everything up in the divorce, whether it's attorney's fees or stretching it out as long as possible. So at the end of the day, there's nothing left to even divide. And it's sad. Um, and I've seen sad situations where people have spent their children's educations, college funds uh, on the divorce itself. And you know that's one of the reasons why I don't represent people anymore directly in their divorces because I did not like seeing that. All right, or being a part of that. So at the end of the day, though, it's not your choice. Uh, and you can only do so much to try to convince the other side to try to get divorced quickly and amicably. And it's a fine line. You don't want to be a doormat. You don't want to just give in on every issue. But it's a fine line. You don't want to fuel the fire either by fighting about things unnecessarily. Right. So only you can decide what's really important to you. And what I do, if you work with me through my coaching programs, is that's one of the things that we work on together is to figure out what the really big ticket items are for you. And the little you know, the smaller items don't waste your time uh, fighting about. Uh, but perhaps you can use them in other ways. And, and so that's part of the coaching process, especially if you're representing yourself. Now, in order to ensure that you're going to get divorced the right way, let's say you want to get divorced amicably, and you're looking for an attorney, the last thing you want to do is hire a litigator then, right? Or sometimes that's, that's not exactly true. A litigator, again, is somebody who goes to court often, and I'm using it in the, in the sense of well, they like to go to court. They want to fight about everything. Uh, there are a lot of litigators out there, attorneys who are experienced in litigation, but that's not their first preference on how to resolve issues. And that's what I mean. Uh, you need an attorney who tries to do things amicably at first, who has an eye towards, let's say, mediation or collaborative divorce first. But if things don't work out, they're not afraid and they're experienced in going to court and litigating. Okay. So there are a lot of attorneys out there like that. And then there are some who really could care less about mediation or trying to negotiate and settle things fairly, and they, it's their way or the highway. I would suggest to you that's probably not an attorney that you want for your divorce. There are certain situations where such an attorney uh, might be useful and necessary, but in the majority of cases, probably not if you're looking to keep your costs down and get this done as quickly as possible. So go on different divorce consultations. Get a sense for the different types of attorneys that are out there because attorneys are not a dime a dozen. 
there are a lot of attorneys out there, and attorneys are like anything else. They're people. They have different personalities, different experiences, different viewpoints and perspectives, and they may give you uh, some insight into different ways to handle your particular situation. So I say go on at least three. And try to mix it up. Go on some free consultations and go on some paid consultations. Definitely don't shy away from a paid consultation. Uh, you can get more. You can get more out of one paid consultation than uh, multiple free consultations. And that's not to say that you can't get value out of a free consultation at all. I'm not saying that. I'm saying don't shy away from a paid consultation either. Is your spouse getting an attorney, right? And what's their deal do they have any idea on how to find an attorney you two may not agree on a lot of things but maybe you can agree that you both should get the same type of attorney to help you get through this divorce as cheaply and quickly as possible again that should be a common goal for both of you, both of you if possible and maybe if you can't communicate about a lot of things maybe you can communicate about that uh, and if you go to one attorney i'll guarantee you this they know other attorneys who are like-minded like themselves, and they so that's one way to get a referral. It's okay if both attorneys know each other. In fact, oftentimes I think it's preferable that they know each other, but they have to be able to work well together and you know obviously represent each side individually at the same time. When you're in a divorce consultation, ask them one of the questions, and I've written about this. Ask them, What's your preferred method of resolving disputes? Do you, would you rather file a motion and go to court, or would you rather try to work it out uh, amicably at first and try to do things outside of the court system? Again, you want somebody, more times than not, who will try to amicably resolve things first, and then if it doesn't work, they're not afraid to go file a motion and uh, do it in the court when necessary. All right, I feel like I've been talking rapid fire here. I hope this is all kind of like sinking in a little bit. Uh, let me know if it's not. You know, just always shoot me an email, jason at jasonlavoy.com. That's how you can reach me the best. In the end, everybody, all you can do is the best that you can, right? That's all you can do is try. At the end of the day, again, it takes two to make things work. You want to be able to say you did everything you could to try to make things work and do it the right way. But you got to think long term. Uh, you can't get, it's so easy to get stuck in the minutia and the mud of the actual divorce on a day to day basis. You got to step out of that occasionally. Think big picture. Your divorce is a really small period of time in your life, even though right now it may feel like it's never ending and that it's been going on for a year or more and you just don't know when it's going to end. Trust me, at some point it's going to end. And then you have the rest of your life, okay? What do you want you what do you want for your post-divorce life? You know, picture it, set goals. That will help you negotiate the settlement of the divorce, believe it or not, right? What are your goals for your post-divorce life? Where do you want to live? How do you want to live? Do you want to go back to school? Are you going to go back to work? Are you going to change careers, change jobs? Picture it and set your goals accordingly, all right? What do you need to do to achieve that vision? For example, if you feel, if you've been a stay-at-home parent for most of the marriage and you have kids and you were Mr. Mom or um, 
just mom, right? <laughs> I was going to say Mrs. Mom, but just mom. Um, now you're getting divorced, your life has changed, and you need to go back to work. Okay, well, are you going to continue the same career that you did you know, 15, 20 years ago before you had children? Do you want to do something else? Do you need education uh, to get you up to speed, up to date with whatever is currently going on in your career field? Or are you going to school for something entirely new and you need some credentials and experience? Those are things that you need to know before you get divorced, before you sign any settlement agreement, so that you're prepared to do them and you can do them when the divorce, when the divorce is over. In other words, what I'm saying is uh, it's not black and white. So if you're talking about financial support, it costs money to go to school, right? So maybe, and I'm just talking in general terms here, maybe you'll take less alimony if you're entitled to alimony uh, in exchange for your spouse paying for some of your schooling or all of your schooling, right? Because it costs money to do that. So there are different ways to skin a cat. That's basically the message that I'm sending. Think about what your post-divorce life is going to be, what you want it to be, and see how you can work towards that goal during the divorce process itself. All right. Don't get caught up in the minutia uh, because that could really bring you down. It can get you depressed and just get you into like a you know a black hole that you feel like you can't climb out of. That's why I always suggest people should be in therapy during the divorce process uh, too to handle that side and the emotional uh, trauma that you are going through. And it is trauma when you're going through a contested divorce, all right? Make no mistake about it. So, you know, your attorney, that's not their job to, to handle the emotional um, stresses that you are, you are dealing with. Most of them do because it, it really is intertwined, and I did a lot of that when I was representing people too, but that really wasn't my job. And your money and time would be better spent with a, a licensed therapist handling that for you and directing you and just leaving your attorney to the legal issues, okay? Just my two cents uh, on that. My point is get the help if you need it, okay? And don't shy away because once you get divorced, if you go back and you realize you made a mistake or you're not happy with something, it is so hard to go back and undo it. Um, Not impossible sometimes, but it's definitely going to be an uphill battle, uh, depending on how your marital settlement agreement is written up. So get the, get, surround yourself with the right divorce team from the beginning. Uh, do it right the first time around so when it's done, it's done, and you could hopefully focus on what's ahead of you, which is a life of happiness, peace, and prosperity. All right? So those are the different shades of divorce that I just wanted to talk about today. Uh, and hopefully uh, you got something out of it. Let me know. You know, as always, um, stay tuned. Every Tuesday, new podcast episodes are coming out. If there's anything in particular you want to hear about, uh, let me know. Shoot me an email. Um, If you're interested in private divorce coaching with me, uh, check out one of my programs in Divorce U. I also offer customized coaching programs, you know, catered directly to whatever your needs are. So we can always... Uh, Get on a quick call, talk about it, and I will customize a package just for you. But the Divorce You packages are the most affordable and comprehensive packages uh, because they incorporate both one-on-one coaching with me and uh, video courses to help you through every phase of the divorce process. So that's Divorce You. Check it out. 
For now, all I want you to do is be strong, act confident, and stay positive. And I'll be talking to you real soon. This is Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and have a good rest of the week. Thank you.